Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Thank you, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, let some laps in fly racing gear. RJ Hampshire in the gear as well. Jalik Swole, uh, flyracing.com, the Formula Helmet. They've been absolutely killing it with this thing. And from your head to your toe, the folks at Fly Racing can uh, have you covered in. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Thank you as well for Renthal, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 69. Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today, whether it's the 7 8 bar that they originally made famous way back when, or the uh, oversized fat bar, or the twin wall, whatever it is, or the brand new Fat Bar 36, Renthal.com for more information on those guys. Also, thank you, Maxis.com. Alex Ray, AJ Cantonzaro, using Maxis tires out there in Supercross. MXST developed by who? None other than the great Jeremy McGrath. Thank you for uh, Maxis tires coming on board. Mountain bike tires as well. I've got a set on my uh, mountain bike. So thank you, Maxis, uh, for coming on board. Alias CBD, the official palm uh, pain bomb provider of the Geico Honda Factory Connection Team. Alias Racer X is the best part of this whole thing. That's the code you need to save 20% at aliascbd.com. Designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Uh, everyone is talking about CBD, of course, but Alias Pain Bomb is so much more. So check it out, aliascbd.com. Alias Racer X is the code to save with those guys. Thanks for listening. Let's deep dive into the Dallas Triple, Car- Triple Crown, Triple Carnage, I should say. Dallas Triple Carnage. That sounds good because that's what it was. Good God. Uh, we'll talk about the 250 class, the 450 class, and, of course, Wygant's incredible Stay Sick Adventure. All right, let's get to it. Now, as promised, uh, let me bring in the other two Jasons to cover everything that happened in Dallas and uh, the Triple Crown and the carnage that was that night. Uh, I was thinking about it uh, while I was out mountain biking today, and, uh, yeah, it was a crazy race. So let's try to recap it if we can. Thanks again to Fly Racing and Race, uh, Fly Racing and Racer X, of course, for hosting this podcast, and the folks from uh, Maxis and Renthal and Alias CBD. All right, uh, first up, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, two-time German Supercross champion, privateer hero, Jason Thomas. What's up, Jason? How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's uh, man, these Sundays are challenging. Long nights. We we got out of the stadium late last night, and then get on an airplane and fly back, and then get right back to this, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all good. It's just uh, I, Sunday seems shorter and shorter. I should say Justin Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have the heart to even say anything to him because it like, what does it even matter? I just like chuckled to myself. That was a very Larry Ward thing to happen though. Uh, also on the line, the voice of the AMA motocross, the voice of Enduro cross, the voice of Geneva supercross, the voice of flat track, 
the voice of many things and a massive part of the program this weekend in Dallas as a as a father to the participant in the Stasic race, Jason Wygant. Yeah. So go back to the regular job. Yeah. Go back to the regular yeah. job. I'm not going to quit my job and uh, attempt to make a living off my son's racing career. JT and I have a lot of questions about this <laughs> Stasic uh, race. We'll get to that. Uh, yes. Larry, I have many as well. Larry Ward was there, and and he sent me he sent me two texts already that swear he did not say Justin Thomas <laughs> to you. He 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 swears he said Jason. He he and, he, and he, I think he feels a little bad. Oh, I don't I don't take it personally at all. I mean, it's whatever. Like I've I've had many 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 conversations with Larry Ward. I've raced him on many continents. Like I, I'm very aware he knows who I am, so I don't wasn't like i took it to heart right right uh it's good to see big bird there he hasn't doesn't come around a lot he, and he told me how happy he was to, to see everybody and yeah it's cool big bird was there so um yep. you want to cover the stay sticker we well, let's say that to the end let's say that yeah. to the end. okay yeah. All, right. Yep. all right uh triple crown dallas arlington whatever you want to call it jerry world still the nicest dome we we, we visit sorry minneapolis sorry uh everybody Atlanta? I haven't been to Atlanta. I'm going this weekend for the first time. You have not Seriously? been to Atlanta yet? No. Oh, man. My wife says Atlanta's better. Really? N- no. Atlanta's that, that's you don't think so? I, I agree with you, JT. Atlanta's pretty good, though. It is good, but yeah. the walk is is really far, especially the first year. Oh, my God, it was far. Um, but it's not bad. It's it's okay. I just don't think there's anything quite as uh, as appealing as Jerry's World. I feel like Dallas, then, maybe if the standard is um, – you know, walk. Uh, they tried to step it up this year. They really expanded the amount of well, walking. It was what, unbelievable how spread out everything was. This can weekend. we talk about the security the first year too at Atlanta? Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, first King Weston Pike in his gear. Yes, three levels of security to get in to get into the stadium. <laughs> Weston Pike being frisked. Wow. Could you imagine if Steve had been there? Oh, oh my God! The race tech rants. I just—I mean—is it better? Is—is is it better? It is better. Mm-hmm. The, the problem, it's, okay. it's a little better. The problem was they had the county police, the state police, and the stadium security all operating independently. And everybody had their own security stuff. Wow. So you went through three different levels of security. Like, I, I felt ready to talk to the president one-on-one when I got into the dome. <laughs> well, Jerry World is uh, is nice. It's really, really good still. It's, it's you know it's old but still really good going there really nice uh, press box nice uh, track nice uh, jumbotron of course um, every, every, yeah everything so um, all right triple crown um, good god there was carnage this weekend uh, somehow Cooper Webb's okay uh, Justin Brayton crashed more times uh, in, in, during the day than he has in the last three years combined uh, Brock Tickle had the JGR curse broke his hand. Um, Martin Davalos is still crashing. I think he's still out there crashing right now. He hasn't finished yet. Um, good God. There was carnage. Um, I, is this track or triple crown based or a full moon JT? I think it was mostly the track. Uh, certainly part of it is they're racing more, but I think the track was mostly to blame and, I mean, if you, you know, it was not for everybody. Like, if you talk to, and, and I'm pulling from your interview with Justin Barsha, but, you know, he even said, he's like, I really didn't have a whole lot of problem. Like, it was, I was kind of fine. Like, I didn't have any moments. I wasn't super sketchy, you know, like, so I don't think it was for everybody, but I think 
Brayton was kind of an anomaly, but a guy like Marty, who he's always kind of on the edge anyway, I think it was a track that if you were super loose, it would jump up and bite you. What do you think, Weege? Well, because there, car- there was carnage. Like, oh, we're not oh, just, oh, we're not just, yeah, we're not disputing that. No one's disputing no, that. No, no. And by the way, let's not forget uh, seeing Cerullo, by the way. Oh, <laughs> practice. God. I, yeah. I, yeah. Another one. Right. I totally uh, dropped that ball. I even talked to him today. Right. AC. Yes. 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 So AC and Webb both going down in the same section really puts the focus on that. And I do. Yes. It, it Brayton crashed more than ever. Uh, somehow Marty who does, as you say, JT, do this sometimes. It was still even on his standards and exceptionally bad night of crashes but that dragon back was taking a lot of the focus jimmy d and jimmy d oh yeah jimmy d D. jimmy d (laughs) yeah yeah poor jgr they jimmy d didn't race tickle got hurt and the only guy they have left is teasdale who was barely on the team and i saw him limping after a crash practice so they were down with a one guy with a bad ankle at three riders what the hell are they gonna do by the way i i don't know what do they do tickle tickle is the replacement for freddie who's the replacement for savachi (laughs) My God, dude. RM Army, JT, what are you guys going to do? Well, I'm out. I've already, I've <laughs> okay. already been asked by the, the Rocky Mountain KTM team to fill in for Bogle, and that was a hard pass. So I'm certainly not signing up for a JGR program. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Dragon Bag. The Dragon Bag took a lot of the focus. Uh, the riders were asked about it in the press conference. They were pretty pointed that a lot of the Dragon Backs this year, and JT, I'll leave this to you. And I, I sent you this question. You can write about it online this week. Roxon and Tomac both said they've been building the last whoop of the Dragonbacks too low, lower than the bump before it, and it's making it very scary and very dangerous. So what say you? You've gone over these these Dragonbacks before. They're not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I think part of the problem, and I actually for once agreed with David Billman and his take, uh, most of the crashes and the incidents were from guys not necessarily respecting the section so much. And I understand why, right? They're trying to go as fast as they possibly can and blitz through there. And 95% of the time, it's going to be fine. And they're going to go super fast. And that's what allows them to be the elite of the sport and make up time there on all the other mere mortals that are out there racing. But that 5% of the time where they do drop the front or they do miss that last jump, yeah, it gets super sketchy. Um, And when you, especially like uh, AC and time qualifying, and then in the, in the heat of battle, those guys, you could just see they just missed the top one and they they dropped the front end. And that's if they slowed down and were, and were just trying to get through the section, that would never happen. But when they're trying to go through there with reckless abandon wide open, that kind of thing can happen. And I don't like I said, I don't think they're wrong. They're absolutely right in their assessment. I just think it's it's also the fact that they're not being careful whatsoever through there. And then that's putting him in a dangerous spot. Okay, I spoke to a certain two time supercross champion from Australia today Uh about that section and the track in general. What do you think he said, Weech? I don't know. I'm not sure what rider this is you're talking about. Okay, all All right. I don't know who it is. But I'm going to guess he said track was awesome? <laughs> Pretty much. And then he said there's this okay, thing. Okay, all right. Track builders are great. They know what they're doing. He said there's this thing on the right side of the bars. And you can just turn that thing down. Like Oh. Like he was like, what are they doing? You can not You can only go so fast is basically oh, what. Oh, so we agreed. We yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like he was Chad also like, like WTF, what's the problem here? 
Like you See, know, like this. I, yeah. I'm not sure what writer you're talking about that you okay. spoke to. <laughs> right. with the, he, he's been known to be opinionated in the past. I'm surprised. Right. You well, here was the problem when you when you threw this at me. I was like, he will be negative, but will he be negative on the riders or the track builders? It was very hard to figure out which direction it would go. <laughs> right. Right. No, the riders he, are morons, or the track builders are morons. The, I didn't know which way it was going. Riders are morons in this case. Okay. Yeah. Track builders are morons too, though. <laughs> Sometimes, right? yes. Right, oh, yes. Right. Okay. And we're morons. And oh, and, oh, and the OEMs are morons. <laughs> oh, God. And it's, it's enjoyable. It's right. very enjoyable. These right. rants. Right. Yes. But um, no, he he listened. I respect that. I respect what Chad had to say and and his thinking and everything else. And and that's what he said. He said, "You can't go that fast over those things." Yeah. You know. You Anderson, can. Uh, you can. Anderson There's just that. a price to pay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Anderson, to his credit, uh, he said, you know, it's tough because the, 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 it got rutted, it got cupped out, and the dirt was soft. But he said, honestly, we're pushing it, and sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. He, he put some of it on them of just, uh, yeah, we're rushing things, and we're right. maybe going too fast, too hard, too intense. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yep. No. Uh, but having said that, you know, Brayton crashed over the finish. Uh, Brayton crashed by hitting Chad in the, when Chad was going backwards at one point or something. Uh, and Marty crashed everywhere. Marty crashed Every part of the track. Jordan Smith. Oh, another guy. Jordan Smith. Rough night. Poor yeah. Brian Johnson, by the way. <laughs> I, I checked in with, with Brian. I said, is Marty okay? And, and he said, uh, between him and Jordan Smith, they, they have a lot of dirt on them or something. Um, well, and I was uh, – so I'm in a group text with Brian Johnson, and Marty was on my fantasy team, and I was just – I was giving it to Marty in this group text because I was very frustrated. He crashed twice on the same straightaway. Yeah. Crashed, got up. Went down to the end of straightaway and crashed again. Got a tough block stuck in his bike too. What is, yeah, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> oh, I had and, him on my team too. He was yeah. he was fifty two points a few times. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Brian was uh, Brian was not thrilled with my comments, but I stand by it. Like, come on, man. Like you, ha- the number one rule of doing well is you got to be able to finish the race. Like that's rule number one. Um, yeah. You know, I talked to Dean Wilson after the race. Still not happy these triple crowns. You know, like uh, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of laps, a lot of things can happen. I, I, I put, I said at the beginning of this, of this pod to you, Jason, to you, JT, um, you know, track, triple crown or full moon. Um, you lent, you lean towards the track. I, I just, I almost go like equal share blame. I don't know. Like they all make well, sense. Like it could have just been one of those nights because Brayton, Brayton doesn't do that, right? Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. It, it just it was bizarre. And how is Cooper Webb okay? How is yeah, he no. fine? Just two two of those things. Just to add to that, when I say track, when you add much more laps to a track, that's going to make right. it worse, right? right. So they kind of go hand in hand. Um, but on Webb, I saw him this morning. Uh, just happenstance was uh, behind him in security, and then talked to him while we were getting coffee, and um, he was actually in a pretty good mood. I think he was pretty thankful that it wasn't worse and thankful that he's still in this thing. And I, I kind of was like, man, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're able to, you know, still do this and be walking around the airport and, uh, you know, hopefully see you in Atlanta. He's like, Oh yeah, 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 we're yeah. good. I was like, yeah. man, that's, that's really impressive because I don't think anybody could watch that and be like, yeah, he's like, that was not the <laughs> scene in Atlanta. Guy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. Uh, but stop with the with the outrage. I know I know it's 2020 and it's the year of everyone having a voice and everyone with the outrage. But you know I got tweets and texts about taking dragonbacks off of the tracks, and I've got oh come on. I got tweets and texts about you know why isn't there padding all around the track? And I mean I get it, but 
Could yeah. you imagine people cra- like every, people go off the track a lot during the day? In time qualifying in the races do you imagine if they put padding people would be crashing their brains out like when, <laughs> just when they go off the track yeah you know what they could do though for reals i brought this up after the race to somebody like i'm not uh one of those guys that like is all about like um uh i don't know what i don't know what the word is where, where the government makes you do things like i guess socialism or i don't i don't know what the term is you're for not this. no i am not okay well, we need healthcare though. Healthcare is very uh, good. Right. Okay, all right, healthcare. You just, you just right, contradicted yourself. Here we go. No, here no, no, no. But, but in general, okay. Outside of healthcare, here we go though. MXGP guys, front and back protection is mandatory. It can be those plastic little underprotectors that Flyer makes or any of these other guys. We could do that. We could do that. I mean, is that gonna is that gonna stop all the injuries? Hell no. But these punctured lungs and ribs and and maybe a back and right like could, we could do that pretty easy. These underprotectors are fine. Like they're not these bulky things anymore. I almost wonder if we should think about that as AMA rule. That's all. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I've heard the reason why, and it's uh, if this is the real reason, it's a ridiculous reason. It is if you require someone to wear safety equipment and then they get hurt uh, anyway. Uh, then they will sue you and said you, yeah. you you hurt me. Um, so I don't know. Are there helmets required? Right, Oops. right, right. Exactly right. I mean, the whole thing. I, mean, I know Europe is different, and maybe that's why they have the yeah. rule and uh, they don't have it here. But that's really an unfortunate reason. I, I I would be down with that. I would support that because these things aren't bulky anymore. They're they're nice. They're, they, you know, they fit good underneath the jersey or over or whatever, and and everything else. So I, I don't know. But I wore a uh, underprotector over my jersey a couple weeks ago. When the jersey wait, was on, wait, back. No. you did nothing right in that whole yes. scenario. Yes, nothing. that is true. That's correct. Okay, so anyways, I, I would be in favor of that with some of these things, but um, yeah, AC broken collarbone surgery tomorrow. Getting to put getting the plate put in. Uh, probably four weeks, JT. Five weeks. Uh, it depends, right? I, I don't know. I was I was curious about that today as far as what their what their timeline will be. I mean, it, you figure several weeks before you can actually ride then you don't want to just be like okay i rode today i'm going racing this weekend i haven't i've been off for a month right so i don't know i i'm we're what 10 weeks or so away from hangtown i will be curious to see how they approach this do they you know wait and see and at five or six weeks be like eh, is it really worth it or you just want to practice outdoors for the next month uh, i don't know yeah. i don't know the answer to that right what do you think weege uh, I would not be surprised to see him back for some Supercross if it everything goes, okay. you know, the best case scenario for these. But usually these collarbone breaks, I know it depends on where it's broken, but usually right. it's pretty routine. So there's a lot of racing left. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see him get out there. Well, uh, 128 points for AC if uh, he doesn't race anymore. Uh, <laughs> we each know where this is going. Oh, okay. If I had the fast forward, I would just fast forward. 115 for RC in 99. Yep. Thank you. We'll just move on, but... It yeah. was getting very heated in the press box. Look at the, look very at the results. Heated. Go look at the results. No, we Don't did. We, we went through a lot of results. Points are uh, points. Then, 128 to 115. It was getting very heated, JT. Between, it was almost like I, w- I took the place of you. I think you were a little bit further down with your VIPs uh, a row or so away. I didn't have any backup. Uh, we were digging deep into the Racer X vault. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how, but we eventually it became a Damon Huffman conversation he did it broke into damon huffman yeah because <laughs> i was trying to prove jt the, the the thing that was getting mathis most angry is this idea that after 99 it was like huh is ricky gonna be good which he claims not a single person was ever concerned about that at all 
All right, we, we, which, let's not. Let, know, let's move uh, on. Sorry, let's move right. on. And, right. and I was like, many, many, many great 125 Supercross riders did not find the expected <laughs> success. Here, I will find some stats. Two-time outdoor champion, one-time undefeated Supercross champion. But yes, we did not know. You're right. We were un- we were confused. Just saying, the okay. transition has bitten many. 115 to 128. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, uh, no wins. Dude, you right. can't say thank you. Go, go check your Twitter timeline at all the people laughing at you. No, I had people agreeing with me. Also, what are you talking about? Absolutely, it's 2020. You're always going to. He doesn't count. You're going to have a 50-50 split, no matter what, right? Um, all right, let's move on. So, yeah, uh, and Brayton didn't race the last two main events, and Tickle will be out. I, I don't. I don't even know what they do. I, I feel bad for Coy Gibbs and J Bone and everybody over there for sure. Um, Tomac. Brayton's okay. Brayton's going to race uh, yeah. Atlanta, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Brayton's fine. Uh, five one one for Tomac. What a ride! Uh, um, first one, you know, didn't get a start. Rode okay, and then those last two, man, he was amazing. He was worked through those guys. Jason Anderson was in position for the overall, uh, pretty late in the third main until Eli got him, and then Anderson uh, crashed late as well. Uh, Kenny was gone the first one, amazing, and then I don't know who rode his bike for the second one, and then Kenny came back for the third one. It was I don't know if. Jordan, his mechanic road, main number two, or okay, I have Lars? A here. Lars? I have a theory here. Okay. Bear with me. So I have a feeling, and, and it's been the way Kenny sets his bike up. It's been some of these particular tracks that we've seen. Um, I really believe that when the track gets super sketchy and really beat down and ruddy and deteriorated, I really think Kenny checks up and I don't think he rides balls out into his full potential in those scenarios. So if you go back and look at particular races, Glendale the track doesn't change, crushes it, right? You look at, at other races, Oakland was okay, right? Webb made the move, but he, he rode okay. This weekend when the track's perfect and the first one kills everybody. But the second one, the track was much worse. The whoops were much worse. He didn't really look like the same guy. The third one, he wasn't too bad, but he certainly wasn't as good as the first one. And when I just when I watch his riding, whether it's at A1 or this weekend, when the track goes away, I think he plays it a little bit safer than some of these other guys do. And, and it could be because of the injury, or it could be because he wants to make sure he's in this for the, the championship run. But I see it in his riding where he's not pushing the edge where maybe Eli is when the, when the track goes away, Eli's willing to push harder and take more chances than Kenny is. I mean, not. I would agree with you to an extent, but that, I thought he rode better than you think in that third main. No, that's what I'm saying. The third one was okay. It was fine. I, I think it's better than okay. okay and fine. I mean, I think he rode well. He rode good. He rode very good. Well, not comparatively to the first one. No, but. That's all I'm saying. I, th- yeah, there was nothing done to the bike between the races. I, I no, no, no. I, yeah. I'm saying it's him. Yeah. I'm saying it's him. Yeah. His psyche, I think he plays it a little safe when well, the track gets really sketchy. He didn't get the start, right? So that's part of it, too. He yep. never really got going. And I and that could be a combination of, you know. But it's not just this weekend. It's, I think it's track-oriented. Like, Glendale's a track that doesn't change because it's so hard-packed. So he can do the same lap over and over and over consistently where, I don't know. It's just something to keep an eye on. I, it's something I believe that I'm seeing. Based on his injury, I think it's why he set his bike up so stiff at A1 was to be safer. It's just conscious decisions I see him making in the moment where I think he's 
he's reacting to injury and trying to make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a theory. I, I don't. I mean, it's, I, I can't. Like, I can't figure it out. Yeah. Like, he's almost been every other week. Look, he's to, just to qualify this. He's been even at his worst. He's been very, very good this year. Maybe Anaheim won. Not so good. We're not saying like it's. I'm not even going to say it's hot and cold. It's like warm and hot. How about that? Right, Some weekends right. he's just warm. Yeah, he's been great. Other weekends he's been unbelievable. Uh, but it is odd. It's like every other week. Uh, it's good, and then it's not quite as good. And in this case, Triple Crown, uh, every other race. So it, it's really hard to, to figure. I do. I did ask him in the press conference. I think he is smart enough to keep a little perspective and say, hey, I haven't been at my absolute peak every weekend, but this has been a whole lot better on the consistency front than the last couple of years. Uh, so I think no he doubt. does have that perspective of, dude, he knows yeah. this ain't nothing if you want to talk inconsistent. I, I think, like Malcolm Stewart, he doesn't want to get hurt. Not that anybody does want to get hurt. Not that Eli's like, I, w- I want to get hurt, or Anderson's like, I want to get hurt. Nobody wants to. But I'm saying, I think Mookie and Kenny are like, I need to make this whole year. Yeah, it's more it's more at the forefront of their mind than some of the other guys. Yeah. That's really, I guess, the bigger point. Yeah, yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, But uh, Eli was good, man. He was, he was good. These triple crowns, are, Eli's been good at them. Uh, that first one, that fifth, was like whatever. He didn't ride great. Uh, you know, he came up a little bit. But so I was wondering. I'm like, oh, maybe it's off night for Eli. Uh, but no, no, he rode really well the last two. And triple crowns are good for him, as they are for Anderson too. Anderson does really well at these two, consistently up front. You know, so. Um, but Eli pulls away three more points, so going in the halfway. Yeah, this yeah. was th- this was a big round uh, for. Well, not for me, but in my <laughs> viewpoint of his series, because remember, this was the round where, you know, Cooper, let's say, broke Kenny, right? I don't know how much weight you can put on that, but it was it was so heartbreaking for Kenny to lose in that fashion. And this was also the race where Eli went from up front to 12th. And you're just everybody's literally shaking their head wondering, you know, WTF. So I don't know if those guys even think about that stuff, but it had to be in the back of Eli's mind because it was full meltdown mode last year at this race. So fast forward a year, similar time in the series, and he goes out there and wins versus, you know, having a catastrophic weekend. That has to be a positive, you know, mark on his psyche. Yeah, yep, I I would agree. Um, Barsha rode well, Weege. Good good ride for Barsha. Yeah, I'm going to ask uh, next time I see him, which would be this weekend in Atlanta, what happened to Barsha and his starts? He, I used to say, was maybe the best starter out of his like generation of guys, and now he's become the worst out of that group. He's been riding so well this year, like much, much, much better than the last couple of years. But, dude, he's buried every week. Like This wasn't as bad as last week, but that's only because last week was unbelievably bad. You know, he's still, you know, especially after, say, San Diego, I'm sure is thinking, I can run with Kenny. I can run with Eli. But it's not like those guys I don't think are known as Mike Alessi, but they're killing him. Uh, what happened to the starts? Uh, it sucks because he's riding so well. You'd love to see him in these battles up front, but he's never up there early on. It's so odd. He used to be great. Uh, oh, I think I have a theory, just like JT's okay. theory on right. stuff. Uh, that bike is more stock than ever. Um, it, yep. it handles better that way. It works better yep. that way. Yep. And therefore, he doesn't have the motor he needs to get a start. It was same thing we were talking about in Geneva in the offseason. Um, yeah. That's the ultimate issue, right? You you take some horsepower away. 
You know, yeah. I mean, these things at the at the highest level, you know, at the highest level, they, they, they're horsepower, but they're controlled horsepower with electronics. And, and you know, you, you a lot of times you'll give them the, the best you can and then control everything with electronics. And I think Barsha's bike is really close to stock, and it doesn't have the 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 power that he needs to get starts because I'm with you. He hasn't really gotten them. Um, and I'll, I know I'll that bike you, is stock. So or, Yeah, it, I'll it, give it, you some perspective just from my experience. Um, and this is going – let's go back. You know, this is like 2011, 2012. But – Similar four strokes, EFI, all that stuff. I had a stock practice bike, and Chad had a factory Honda or whatever. You know, it would have been a factory Honda in 12. And it didn't matter what I did. If I got a good jump, a bad jump, it didn't matter what he did, good jump, bad jump. We switch gates, switch everything. It was literally impossible for me to beat him on the start because he had so much more engine than I did. And that's an extreme example. Yeah. But it goes, it supports your theory as far as like, Barsha has to do everything perfectly to make up for the power that he's taken out of that engine to make it handle better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. Right. Right. That's a good one. I've even watched some of these starts. I've gone back and watched, and yeah, it's that he does get jumped sometimes. And then that pinch point where everybody, the bars start to come together and it starts to narrow. They always, always get their bars in front of them. Always. That's that 20 feet out of the gate. It's inches. Yeah. 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 That's it. But it's, yeah, that 10 to 20 feet zone out of the gate. He, the first 10 feet, maybe he's okay. Then right out of that, they get the bars in front of him every time. Man, it's got to fr- drive him nuts because he's riding so well. Um, I told him afterwards, I'm like, look, that Tampa was good. No one, They didn't show it on TV. Nobody talked about it, but we did. That was a great ride. So JT still thinks you got seventh. I didn't throw that in. JT, I really wanted to. but I've apologized to him like seven times across several shows. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like it. to him personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't. I right. don't never um, see him on the weekend. It was great. Um, Osborne led laps. Uh, Zacho's curse is over, maybe. Fifth overall, led laps in the third uh, main. So, third race, uh, whatever they're calling it these days. Um, <laughs> was there ever a name? I don't know. Our, I didn't hear anything. We heard there was going to be a name. I, I didn't hear a name. I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, but Osborne led laps. That's good. I talked to him after the race. I think he was happy. Yeah, he, you know this is this is kind of what we we have on the Fly Racing Radio Show that Wygant was horribly late for. Uh, and um, he said, you know, this is kind of the stuff you got to you got to walk before you can run right now. And that's where Zach was at. So um, that was a good ride by Zach, right, guys? Yep. yep. Yeah, for sure. He needed something to turn this ship around. So I don't, you know, fifth isn't going isn't a life changing result, but. But the, it certainly was a lot better than what it's been. Yeah, the third is good, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, Justin Hill qualified fastest in both sessions, uh, both qualifying sessions. Good job for Hill, sixth overall. Uh, crashed early in the third one when he was up front. He got knocked down by Anderson when he's running third in the first one also. I was really curious because obviously he's got some confidence from last week, right? Then he's fastest in both sessions. Then he yeah. gets a good start, which he doesn't normally do, which to me, as we know, that's no coincidence, right? All of a sudden, he's riding better, and then he starts starting better. Yep. And I was real—he actually passed Anderson to in the whoops to get to third. And I was like, okay, let's see what he can do. Can he go with Anderson, Tomac, and uh, Roxon, or sorry, uh, Webb and Roxon for a while? But he got dumped. So there's definitely there's a fire brewing there. Like, yeah, you can see these steps every week where he's like, I can run with these guys. I can run with these guys. Yep. No. And, and, you know, Mookie was uh seventh and good job for the bullfrog spas guys like MCR. That That's awesome for them yeah. to, 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 to yeah. qualify. Number one, I, I talked for all these factory guys. Like that's awesome. Yep. That's a really legit. accomplishment. 
He backed it up, too. That was yeah. super legit. I still don't have my hot tub, but I'm happy for those guys. <laughs> so, um, what else? Dino had a, a good race going to the second one before he went down in the whoops. Sixth in the third one. Good job for him. Baggett, JT, had another frustrating day. Yeah, crashed a lot. Lost the front end a lot. Um, I was really curious to see how his day was going to go because I, I think he was pretty sore. I don't think he did a whole lot last week. And uh, he actually looked pretty good, but just simple, you know, little mistakes. And I don't, I wonder if it was kind of a rust thing or if he was compensating for, you know, being sore and not being a hundred percent. But he's all right, and he'll, you know, just move forward. It just wasn't a wasn't a great day. Yeah, I guess he was sick also, so showed up not feeling well. Um, and was up there in third main when he lost the front end. Was that the uh, he, third one? Yeah, he crashed a few times. Uh, the right. first one, he was kind of moving forward, screwed up, and it was just a kind of a mess of errors all day, right. all day and all night. Hmm. Web- Sounds like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Web, but not, but not everybody. I mean, not everybody. Like, yes, you say that, but there were a lot of guys that really didn't have any problems. So, okay, I shouldn't say everybody. Sounds like a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, Tomac Roxon uh, never hit the dirt all night, but I feel like there was more. There were more riders crashing uh, than on a normal night. Yeah, I, th- I think that was to me, and I didn't ride obviously, but I think the track, the traction was very deceiving. I think it looked like you were going to have traction a lot of times you didn't, and guys were trusting it more than they necessarily could, and then they were ending up on the ground because a lot of the crashes were just. Guys losing the front end. You know, the turn after the finish line, guys crashed a ton. Um, the, the corner before the finish line, guys crashed a ton. So, to me, it was more of uh, guys trusting their front tire when maybe they, they couldn't in that exact scenario. Um, wh- Whose crash was worse? Webb's was the worst crash or AC's? AC. Yeah, I think so, huh? For me. What do you think, he- we- I, I, didn't say see, web. Uh, I didn't see the AC one. Oh, you never saw it? It's not good. It was, uh, I saw it in Kenny's. It's on social. Yeah, I saw it in Kenny's. Oh, it's uh, on social now? Oh, I'll check this out. I didn't know. Kenny showed it to me, and he was like zooming in, and look at his head. Look at his head. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they're, they're exactly the same, except Webb doesn't get over the front, and then it ejects him off. Like, they're, I mean, they're exactly the same and, oh, other than and, AC well, just gets, did, like, finishes the flip. Did you guys see Dakota's? No, I did not. Oh, that's right up there, too. Brayton's was pretty good, too. Same spot. <laughs> uh, Reed had a good race. Chad, 14, 12, 16. Good job for Chad. Qualified, no LCQ for Chad either. Uh, 14th, I think, overall qualifying, so it was spicy. How much, how much do we attribute to the whoops? Longest whoops we've seen in years. We know that's his his thing. Do, do we point to that at all? It was funny. Like, on track walk, Like I'm like, look at these things. Look how long they are. And everybody's like, yeah, but they're easy. Like, yeah, but they're easy. I heard that a bunch. Ah, they're going to be easy. They're going to be easy. And then the 250 guys go out there, and it is carnage. <laughs> it is just, it's Mad Max, Road Warrior, carnage for the 250 guys, even seated guys, you know? Um, so I'm like, huh, okay. Uh. So. Um, Chiz is going to Chiz. Yep. Chiz, Chiz had to go to the LCQ, but. About Chiz, <laughs> Chiz also hit the ground pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. First, first practice, third lap in. Whoops! Drop the front end. Think, think over the bars. Yep. Uh, yeah, I thought he was done. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. He's too old to be done. doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brees got eleventh in the third one. Good job for Brees. Um, Marty, I don't, 
I don't want to talk about Marty. I had him on Paul Mex Fantasy, and it was horrible. I said everything I needed to say on the group text last night. Probably some of it regrettable. Right. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna let sleeping um, dogs lie. Good job for James Weeks. That's the first main of his career, I believe. Four fifty main. Is it really? I think so. I think oh, wow. so too. Because I think he, yeah. I think he, yeah, I think this is his first year in four fifty. And Ronnie, Ronnie Stew, the Candy Man. Back. Not of his career. Who Weeks? No. Candyman. No, no, I no, I didn't say that for no, I didn't oh, okay. mean that for Candyman. No, Candyman, no. He's he's a legend. Uh Candyman made it. They they AC qualified and they ended up taking five out of the LCQ. Did the Candyman know this? I don't know. Good question. Good job Candyman for is a legend for these LCQs. If Good. there's one man who would be the one that would get fifth in an LCQ and get in, I feel right. like Candyman would be the Candyman candy. would be the guy. Yes. Uh so Brayton crashed out. I, what the hell is JGR going to do? Like I, I'm being real here. Well, remember they didn't even have a 450 guy for a couple of weeks. So is that what you do? Do you just hope oh, that tickles me Savachi's back? I mean, I don't oh. know. I, I'm you got to figure Savachi can't be any closer than what a month away. I don't think he's even riding yet. Right. I think you just press your hopes on Denny Hamlin and you just move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know their title sponsor is going to be screaming. Oh wait, never mind. Title sponsor doesn't care. It's unbelievable. It's like, honestly, with Tickle, like the one thing you don't – look, he hadn't raced in two years, et cetera, et cetera. But the one thing I don't think you worry about with Tickle is that he's going to wad it up. Like, that's just not his deal. No. But even he cannot no. escape the vortex. No. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, what else? Freeze, uh, 12, 11, 10. I didn't notice Vince out there, to be honest. I really didn't notice much of Vince consistently out there. I know he struggled in the whoops. It looked like in qualifying a lot, but he must have figured it out somewhat. Uh, AP, nine ten seven. We walked into the track. We walked those six blocks from the parking lot with AP in the morning. Yeah, it was good. He's 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 a beauty. He's just a classic. Oh, he's great. Oh, man. That's, that's not too bad. Nine ten seven's yeah. not bad for him. No. That's a step forward. No. Yeah. I, I said he went down on Twitter because he was wearing the exact same gear as Marty. Foolish me to not realize it was Marty again. So. Yeah, I saw that too. Like, they're both on black. Uh, you see the front of them going through whoops. They're basically on black bikes with monster claws. Yeah, and one's the seven and one's thirty-seven. And when the bike's flipping, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, Plessinger. And then right. as they pick right. the bike up, I'm like, oh no, it's Marty again. Oh, it's Marty again. I'm watching this race back right now as yeah. we're doing it, and I swear every time I look back at the screen, I see Jordan Smith on the ground, and then I see Marty on the ground. <laughs> that's that's all. <laughs> God, Jordan Smith, <laughs> poor. Yes, poor MTF, poor Brian Johnson. Yeah, God. Yeah, don't go to MTF, everybody. Good God, what are they? Te- oh, what are they stop. teaching there? I'm, I'm kidding. Stop, stop. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he just can't keep. He just can't help himself. <laughs> it's just too good. It's got to be tough on Brian Johnson, JT, because I mean he is an epic level fantasy player himself, correct? Um, or, or is he done with that? No, he plays. No, he plays. I'm just going to say epic level player. Um, no, there were years where Brian Johnson was one of the best. He of the was game. good, yeah. It, it's been a he's been in a slump, but yes. But I'm just play. saying that he understands the the dual roles of these are humans, these are athletes, these are people who are being coached and trained, and they're trying. But also the frustration of treating them like robots on social on uh, on fantasy. He understands both. Of course, yeah. yeah. I, I always I always wonder because I think, and from what I've seen, I've, I've been there a lot. But what I've seen, MTF is 
they really focus on intensity and speed. And I don't know if it's just an inherent thing where their their guys are always crazy fast, but they're loose, like super loose. And I don't know if that's a chicken or the egg thing. You know, they, they does your vibe attract your tribe, or is that something that they instill? Like they produce crazy amounts of speed where Marty can go out and qualify third, but then you're right on the edge of traction all the time. You know, I don't know. Wow. Or look at Bam Bam when he was there, right? <laughs> You know, loose. Say, yeah, loose is is a good way to talk about Bam Bam when he rode there. So I don't know. And then he went to say Gary Bailey, and then got kicked. I don't know. Kick got kicked out. Good God, I can't. Someone needs to do a flow chart of these riding facilities and riders that have come and gone, and why, and what's happening. And Jesus, yeah, it's true. Uh, at some time, at one point, Osborne owned some club or something, I guess. But um, yeah. all right, anything else for four fifties? Uh, I just want to say that last race, by the way, was awesome. It, it, just, it was unfortunate that a lot of the weekend, because after a while, it looked like both AC and Webb had been knocked out of the series. Uh, it was amazing a couple hours later to hear that Webb was okay. And then with all the other crashes, it was kind of like, oh, this is a bit of a bummer that uh, two you know favorites are out. But I have to say, the, the crash might have been the headline, but the racing was awesome, especially that last one. Uh, I mean, they were really going out. Kenny passed Eli back a few times. Um Anderson and Osborne were going balls out uh, to try to win that. So a bit of a dark cloud with the injuries, but the racing is still deep. It's still close. Uh, it's still an awesome year. And as far as the track and the injuries and all that, remember, we were praising them for making the tracks tougher this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're going to – you're going to – it's a double-edged sword. You're going to get this sometimes. L- listen, Supercross is dangerous. Yeah. Supercross is yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. said, uh, it, you know, we've got many, many stats to back that up. So sometimes I just do the emoji with the shrugging of the shoulders. Like, it's one of those nights. If you so. start taking, you know, if you say these whoops, too many guys crash, or this dragon back, too many guys crash. I mean, it's part of the reason the racing has been so good this year is because of obstacles yeah. like that. Well, and again, like the, the guy from Australia says, there's a thing on the right-hand side. <laughs> you, can, you, you can just back it down a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it yeah it was it was crazy. It was a crazy night. I can't believe Webb's okay. It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense. Um, all right, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by the folks at uh, Maxis and the folks, of course, at Renthal. Uh, check out the new Renthal Thirty Six Fat Bar available now. And also thanks to the f- folks at Maxis. Uh, Alex Ray using Maxis tires still hurting from a Quasimodo uh, crash that he had. Um, might be the line of the night, might have been the fly racing uh, pitch show when Andrew Short was doing it with us. Of course, he's a rally guy now, and Andrew Short said he would rather race through the desert with a bunch of wild camels than ride with Alex Ray on a supercross track. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought that was awesome. Yep. So I think there was there were some references to camels being more predictable. Yep. Uh, he also said that A-Ray just has a way of, he just explodes for yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah. on his Maxxis <laughs> tires, everybody, so... Uh, he already let Shorty know he's, he told me about that. So like, he's not happy, but, uh, anyways, <laughs> and thanks to alias CBD, of course, uh, for those guys coming on board, the official pain bomb provider of the Geico Honda guys and weed, you have a, a read. Yeah. First of all, I hope that there's a lot of that Geico, uh, CBD oil out there uh, this weekend. A lot of guys get a lot of guys. Yeah. Get up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes. We're also brought to you by on off-road maps so go to onxmaps.com so they developed this technology for uh hot spots for hunting and then they've turned it into other things like trails for uh motorcycle riding or motocross tracks so go to onxmaps.com or just look up 
on X Maps in the App Store. You really want the app because it'll tell you places to ride, and you can even leave places to ride for others. Because uh, we know it's just not that simple in this sport. It's, you would just love it if everything was just a public track. Oh, I just watched Blake Baggett go down. This is unbelievable how many guys I'm seeing it's go just, down. Yeah, yeah, and that was just slick. So this is in race two, and they did the same thing in race three. We mentioned just that deceiving slickness. Uh, anyway, uh, the Onyx maps. Uh, we wish the sport was just like there's a bunch of baseball fields in every town, and it's easy to figure out where to go. It's not that simple. So the Onyx maps helps uh, tremendously to find places to ride your dirt bike. All right. Uh, thanks to the folks at Race Tech. Also, uh, the Chaparral Honda team of uh, Starling and Jerry and uh, Ben LeMay use Race Tech. Michael, poor Michael Lindsay, he was struggling, um, you know, with his guys. So uh, they didn't really um, make it to the night show. And Michael Lindsay said, I'm going to go walk into the freeway, he told me at one point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so anyways, um, racetech.com, pulp20 is the code to save with those guys. Thanks to those guys for coming on board and supporting it. Uh, get your motor work done, get some suspension work done and everything else. So, all right, 250s. Well, the story of the night was for sure RJ Hampshire. Uh, taking off with that first win. That was amazing. Uh, good job for RJ, third overall. We didn't get a start in the second one. Uh, I think Joey Crown almost killed us, knocked us off the track. Uh, second, third one, got a podium. So, yeah, RJ Hampshire, I'd say, was the story, huh, Weege? No. Oh. No. Okay. Unless right. unless he, he's only the story if uh, you've decided that he's a, a complete assassin and a dirty rider uh, for knocking down Sexton, yeah. which, of course, as you said, it's 2020, and uh, I'm sure there were some people. I don't even need to read it. I can just assume. Oh, Steve. Uh, yeah, I, I got yes. it because people know that I'm, I'm I got a, vi- a sticker on his visor this year and everything else. So you're responsible. I'm responsible for what RJ did. I just, I just see those things and I just move on. And I'm sure JT does too. I just, yeah, moving on. Like I don't even want to read this because you don't understand racing. Yeah, I don't want. Just as you say, you don't want Supercross to not have obstacles to challenge guys and separate them. Uh, I don't want to have racing that is just completely devoid of contact altogether. Like, I don't think any of those things were dangerous. It was a flat corner. Uh, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, yeah. It's, it, the history of Supercross has contact. And that's, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. how you do it. The, those are low-speed incidences. And, and yeah. Uh, same thing, and, and for for yelling at Ferrandis, I mean, we all said that was a dumb move on Ferrandis's part, but none of us were freaking out and saying he should be, you know, suspended or fined or anything else. Like, just, yeah. I will say the difference, though, is... Oh, it's a big difference. Uh, don't, no, there's a difference. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But I'm saying, right. like... like He for, hit Craig hard enough, and Craig was going fast enough where Craig was lucky to have not been hurt. Uh, but this Hampshire pass on Sexton, like, there's almost no chance. I mean, it, you, you can twist a knee in any situation. But there was virtually no chance, I should say, that Sexton getting dumped in that corner is right. going to result and, in a, a huge injury. And I don't think he even hit Jordan Smith, really. I don't know what happened there. Um, but but it turns out that this is a little bit of a rivalry. So Sexton and RJ both told me that last year at Millville, uh, Sexton punted RJ off the track. I do not remember this, um, any any part of this. And RJ owed him one, and RJ told him that, and they got him back, and they're good to go, both guys. So even Sexton was like, well, he said he owed me one. So, you know, it was weird that yep. way. Carrying yep. over the grudge from Millville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I can say it that RJ told me before the season that he feels that, feel that he owes Sexton one, and it took him all of two rounds to get it done. Wow. What do you think, JT? 
I was just shocked that they held off for six months, right? Like usually these things, like everybody's pissed. And then if they see each other the next weekend, then maybe you see fireworks, but six months, like yeah. that, that really never happens. Just grinding that ax for six months. <laughs> right. I mean, usually like we wouldn't even see somebody retaliate a weekend after because everybody's cooled down and calmed down. So yeah, I was, I was shocked to hear that it had been from Millville. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but JT, no, no problems with either of those passes from RJ. No, I mean the the sexton was was pretty aggressive, but yes. if you're if you're going in there with intent because you owe somebody one, then yeah, whatever. I mean it it, it was just out of the blue, and there was you know I would have been like yeah, it's probably a bit much. Like you're going to get one back, but and, and I wouldn't be shocked if Sexton gave it to him back. Like yeah. I, I think it just reopens the door to it. Like I don't think Sexton's going to be like nah, I'll be nice to him because you know what he did owe me one. Like, right. I think he's. He'll take a shot if he gets it. This is uh, it's good though to see RJ win that. I mean, yes, it was just one out of three, and it wasn't a real main event. But um, I mean, were you guys surprised, Weech? Were you surprised? No, I mean, I, I feel like even just two weeks, just like the West, you've already got a pretty good idea of there's a pack of dudes. It could be four guys, five or six. That these are the guys that are going to win. You might have a guy or two that's fastest. It seems like in the West right now, say it's Forkner and Ferrandis. But if a couple of the other guys get in there, it's not a complete shocker. So Hampshire's definitely in that group. You take short races, things happen. No, I wasn't surprised. I know he hadn't won one ever, but uh, it wasn't a surprise at all. I mean, he's good. He showed last week he was as fast as anyone else, or at least in that mix. Um, but we do have a problem here because that's not a main event win. It's not. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. We haven't decided that it means well, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... This is the problem that we've been complaining about. How do we categorize this? Did he finally win, or has he not no, won yet? No, 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 he, no. Yeah, no, he has not. Uh, Wait, yeah, no? Okay, that's how yeah clear it no. is. <laughs> that's how clear it is. Yeah, no. I mean, no, it's not a main event win. No, no. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that we just that's why we want a name for these things, to categorize what this means. Does this mean he's won nothing still, or did he win something? That's the hard part to I would like these, interpret. I would like these to be kept track of. I, yeah. I want these on a stat sheet, and I want to know who wins these things. Cole Seeley's got one. Brayton's got. Does Brayton got one? I think Brayton's got one. Um, I want to know. I want to know, but they don't mean you know the, the same thing. No. So Brayton won one at Atlanta the first right. year we had, so, the first one we ever did. So, anyways, uh, but right now, like honestly, look, Sexton wins two one two. McElrath gets garbage starts for the first two, anyways. Three two one. Shane rode really well. But those two right now are clearly better than everybody else. Would you guys agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. There is a separation right there. We going in, we said, oh, we think Shane's a slight favorite, and then we put Chase and RJ and Jmart and Jordan kind of all together, while Chase has taken that step up into Shane's level. I feel, and now we have this battle. It should be epic. Um, I'm hoping for team, Pulp Mex's sake that RJ can get in there, obviously, but. Um, uh, yeah, so, okay, so RJ, 163. Uh, J-Mart had a quiet race, not as fast, I think, all day long. Like, remember in Tampa, he was on top of the board a lot. Uh, I think he even finished there at one practice. He was he did qualify fastest, I think, at the end of the night, the end of the day. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I, the, I don't know. I checked it with the Geico moves. PR guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, bad arm pump and sick. So not a good night. Didn't oh, okay. feel good at all. Yeah. Uh, fourth is pretty good considering uh, that's according to the PR team. That would make sense. 
I was just going to attribute the longer whoops being a liability for him. So, yeah, but he was actually pretty fast at times. Some wild rides, not comparatively to like Sexton though. I don't think anybody was. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. I don't think as far as being the fastest qualifier, like he was at Tampa. That wasn't going to happen with that that long whoop, the long whoops there. Yeah, I'll give you that. He made some passes in the whoops, though. Yeah, but yeah, to be the fastest overall, that's, that's going to be a tall order. Well, those whoops. <laughs> I think J-Mart's whoop speed was on par with everybody not named Chase Sexton, right? Um, it was okay. I think I think McElrath was was pretty damn good in him too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, March Banks, not a lot, of, not a lot of flash, but fifth overall. You know, not a lot of that terrible starts. Yep, you never saw him up there at all. Um, Jordan Smith, yeah, as we said, just a god awful main event. But again, with the triple crowns, like Jordan got eleven points. You know, he crashed out of two of them, I think, or it was way he back. Crashed, anyways, he crashed in about every, about every time he was on the track, multiple times. Yeah, yeah, rough, rough deal for Jordan. Um, good job for, by the way, after RJ knocked Chase down, very impressive for Chase to get back into second, I thought. Yeah. To get all sure those guys and get them back, you know? Dude, so, McElrath. He got McElrath. Yep, yep. Yep. That's significant. Uh, Josh Hill, six, and Hill at the, in the, uh, third one, got the whole shot, right? Yeah, he whole shot, I think. Second one. Second, second one? one. Yeah. 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 It's impressive. Yeah, got the whole shot. Uh. That whole club team, what's up? Uh, yeah. They're really good. Six, seven, eight. In uh in in Dallas, so what's up with Hill's hair? Ooh. He looks like it's it's an interesting getup. It is. He, I saw him at uh at Saltgrass uh restaurant on Friday night. He looked. I thought I actually at first glance thought it was Sam Elliott. Do you think Weech to me? He looks like is and again you're the wrestling expert here. It's a Dusty Rhodes look. No, 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 not Dusty Rhodes. Okay, uh, there's there's definitely a group of um, like '80s um, second second tier mid card, as they would call them, okay. wrestling terms okay. guys. Uh, not Dusty Rhodes. Okay, all right, I'm getting it mixed up then. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think there was this guy named Magnum TA at one point that had like the stash like that. Right. Everybody had long hair. All wrestlers and all musicians, right? In the right. '80s had long hair, so it doesn't really narrow it down much. But the facial hair, I think, is what is really shocking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something else. Um. Oh yeah, Joey Crown, Joey Crown Town, Crown Town. It's for real, JT. Yeah, he's good. He's the real deal. I think he. I mean, he got up there and passed his teammate Hill. Um, I, I pretty damn solid. I think he's, you know, basically quieting all of the naysayers, and it's almost like he just erased every result he's ever had, you know, in yeah. Supercross and just started over. Yeah, it's like there's a there's a new guy named Joey Crown. He raced amateurs for years. This is his first year in Supercross. Yep, right. exactly. Right. Well, we did have comments uh, under one of JT's articles last week. Is Joey Crown, number 355, the same as Joseph Crown, number 89 <laughs> from last year? Or are these two different riders? So maybe yep. it's true. Come on. No, there wasn't. Yes. No, they said, can we be sure? It was a legitimate question. Oh, yeah. oh can we be sure it's the same guy? Yep. Maybe we can't. Oh, yep. Joseph Crown and Joey Crown, because they're actually signed up as different names. So... A lot of confusion. Um, I don't know. Watching the riding, there is a chance that it is not the same person. Although they look exactly the same gear and exactly the same looking bike. Yes, but just different but number. Last year's, jo- wait, was, which one was last year, Joseph or Joey? Last year was uh, Joseph. I think last year was Joseph. Yes. Joseph parted ways with the Club MX team, so Joey must be a different guy. Right. Right. Yeah. 
I don't understand. Has anyone ever improved this much? Could not make mains. Now, like, top five guy uh, in one year. Like, this is a massive improvement. This is a bizarre level improvement. It's, yeah. It's Cooper Webb. It's Cooper Webb switching to KTM. Webb will improve them. But in this case, staying on the same team. It is, yes. <laughs> but parted ways at one point. But Well, the dad, dad doesn't do the suspension last year. Joey didn't like yeah. the bike. They parted ways. Dad's back doing suspension now. And as I told him after week one, I'm like, hey, Joey, your dad can't go to Pro Circuit or TLD. Like, you got to figure this out. And he said, I know. I'm good. So, um, Lopes did much better this week. I wonder if it was because it wasn't Phil. But Phil wasn't there. <laughs> do, you, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his mind was more at ease. Not worried about. Right. His future brother-in-law. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Phil. Uh, Enzo rode well, though. Uh, Jalik Swole, ninth. Good rebound for Jalik. After not making the main last week, Schmoda looked like he was on the ground a lot. But Geico PR guy is having a tough time getting into information. Oh, now. is he? <laughs> Shimoda. Right. No problem last week. Right. I don't know what was up this time. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Bailey, 11th, and he had to go to the LCQ, and that LCQ was epic. Why would you want to show those at the start of the night show? Why would you ever want to show those? <laughs> With who took out Sanai? Moran? No. Uh, Munoz. Munoz. Hardy Munoz. Jumps into, just loses his mind and jumps into Sh- Sinai. Takes them both out. And Curran Thurman rides by it and gets it on the last lap. Like Well, and then the last lap, the guys behind him did the exact same thing. I'm trying to think who they were. Exact same thing in the exact same spot. Oh, I thought that was the crash. In the, it was earlier? It was two other guys? There was two of them. Yeah, that was... That Munoz was like two apps to go. Okay. And then on the last lap, two other guys did it. And I can't right. think of who it was. I know. Oh, oh yeah, you're was, right. Uh, yeah. It was Chase Marquier and uh, yeah. Justin Thompson, I think. Yeah, Justin. Yep. The South African. Yeah. yeah the PR MX guy. Right. Yep. Yep. It was amazing. Was, yeah. Why would you ever want to show those? Just incredible. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about Richard Jackson, but he rides a Suzuki, so he might get a call from JGR. Anybody know anything? <laughs> Where's Kate right? Can they call him back? I don't know. Jace Owen was upset at Jordan Smith. Jordan looked like he jumped on him. Um, Teasdale had a rough night. Peters is okay? Or Peters broke his hand? Or what know. happened to Kyle Peters? I, I, I think the okay is um, wishful thinking. Like, he wants to believe he's okay. <laughs> I, would, I would think it'd be more... Like, he had a splint. Yeah. He was walking away while racing was going on, yeah. like leaving the stadium. Right. Uh, I do know that if he wins this Arena Cross title, uh, there is some money to be made. So this could be really catastrophic. So I think when he says, we'll see, I think it's more of, I hope to God when I wake up Sunday morning, for some reason, it's okay. He did it in main, main one? I don't even know, because he went down hard in the whoops in uh, practice. practice. Yeah, in practice. Yep. But that was not the problem? I don't know, because he made the main, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, race. He, he he definitely lined up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he did race. He, maybe he did what Ray did last week, just to get the money, right? You just I'll have to check. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um. Oh what, gosh, what I'm watching Jordan Smith getting up again. Like I can't even count. <laughs> Good God. Um. Did you guys see uh, Jason Anderson smash into the uh, medical? Yes. Crew? Yep. Man, that was scary. Yeah, he put that on his social. And was, the camera. That was not a that was not a uh, a good one. Yeah. Fifty thousand dollar camera. 
<laughs> um. All right. Anything else? Where are you guys? Where do you guys think we're at as a sport? The the people that have the power to make decisions. Where are we at on triple crowns? Are, are this going to continue? I think so. Yeah. I think it will continue, but I don't believe it's going to expand. I think the very first year we were really pumped. We really liked it. I thought maybe there was some momentum, but I don't think you're going to see more than three. Yeah. But I, uh, at any time. And I think that's fine. I think even yep. if you hate these things, listen, there are 14 other races that are normal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think it's fine. I agree with you. I don't think they should expand. I think it's too much to ask of the teams and the riders and budgets and everything else. But to have these strategically placed throughout the season, I think it adds variety. I, I'm all in and I know that I don't have anything to lose in these things. But even if I raced, listen, I've raced in Bercy and all over the place where it's exactly the same thing. And you do it multiple nights in a row on top of that. So it's not like we these guys have never done it before. Most of these guys, I'm I'm okay with it. It's just, you know, whatever. I, I understand crashing happens, but that's not the norm. Like, we don't normally yeah. see chaos like that. Yeah, yeah. I want to give credit to the riders in our sport where, and Steve, you get a lot of these in your podcast after the race. Even the riders that don't like them or say they're stressful, they all are cool enough to admit that from a spectator standpoint, it is awesome. And I give credit because that's, I mean, in, again, it's 2020. This is something that most people aren't good at, right? They see what benefits them and what hurts them, and they can only see that perspective. And that's usually the racer's mentality, but I give a lot of credit to a lot of these guys. Uh, they know that it is fun to watch. Bang, 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 here they come again. All these races count, et cetera, et cetera. I give them credit for seeing both sides of the issue, which is not something people are very good at. Bang, 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 huh? Mm. Mm. Um, I don't know. There's a whole, whole bunch of them. Steve, you know how much these guys race at like Bercy? Like they, you never stop riding. Like it's yeah. This isn't. I think to counter that, they're going to say with points on the line, it's the intensity and everything, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how you measure that. Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I only only ever raced one speed, so I don't know. <laughs> That's slow. I understand slow. But my greater point is well, you only can go as hard as you can. Like, that's all there is. Jason Thomas was much better than Justin Thomas. <laughs> um, Justin Thomas was terrible. It's all, all right. perspective. Uh, so, Weege. Yeah. You, your kid, thanks to the folks at Stasic, by the way. They had another race. They had it at Anaheim, and now they had another one, a Stasic race. Um, yep. yep. You, your lovely wife was there. Uh, your, your child was there. What's your, chi- what's your kid's name? Ah, it doesn't matter. Okay. He was there. Nobody cares. He was no there. Um, yeah. And JT, I want to thank – we had those that sweet tickets for sweet, that sweet, the underground little thing or whatever. Yeah, it was awesome. That was awesome. So thanks to that yep. guy for giving yep. us those. So you and I were, were, were living it up in a baller suite when the Stasic ride was going on in the intermission. But it was on It was on TV. We watched it on the Jumbotron. And Weed, your kid, like, what happened? What happened? Yeah, so uh, uh, he was. I, I wanted the. There's two different sizes of these machines. Yeah. Okay, I got a lot. I got a lot to say here. Okay, so okay, I've, right. I've learned. Uh, JT, anything that you've. I don't know if you say these things about your your poor dad in jest, too slow pull off. But now I understand uh, what your dad was going through uh, this whole time. <laughs> uh, the the frustration. Now, 24 hours later, I'm finally starting to come to some sort of peace with this. And this race absolutely meant nothing. But here's what happened, everybody, real quick. And then I'll, I'll give you the long version after. Um, he was just looking around. Like, he, 
He was looking behind him just to see what the heck was going on in the stadium as they were saying go. <laughs> and everybody so, takes off. So, yeah. for the record, he missed the start. Yeah, uh, just for the record. He did. He did. He missed the start. He okay. The start. We, you know. Yeah. So, it was like three and a half minutes of him sitting there revving the bike, revving the Stasic, <laughs> wanting to go, wanting to go, wanting to go, wanting to go for about three and a half minutes. And I actually, because, of course, the very first thing I did after the race was take all the GoPro footage I had. It's a Pruder film. <laughs> analyze this. You know, Lit Pro Ghost software you know, looking at this, and he's revving, and he's revving, and finally, he's like, I guess nothing's going to happen here, so he starts looking behind him. Now, there's two different sizes of bikes, and they said, uh, I said, I'll put him in the bigger class, because there's like two-year-olds in on the smaller ones, and he's five, so I didn't feel like that would be right, and I was also afraid power to weight, he'd be at a disadvantage. I didn't want him to be against uh, 13-pounders or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they said yes, but the bigger class, uh, they're on their own, they, they'll know what to do parents you could just stand over to the side so that's what i did and they had said the race would start with a flag and i'm like how did i miss it how did i never see the flag why did i not point out to him like there's the flag look for the green flag like why did i not why did i not double check and that's what i told you when we were leaving steve right i was so yeah you were were rattled yep because now i know what frank thomas and the rest of the field go through you go through all this work we fly him to the race. My wife flies to the race. The logistics of getting in and out of that stadium and me still trying to do my regular job. And this is an 18-second race, by the way. So the work that's in for 18 seconds, but this is Supercross, man. If you blow the start, if you blow the start, it does not matter all the other things you have done. Uh, yeah, all the prep, and everything. Yeah. Yes, yes. So had he looked behind him five seconds earlier and then turned back around, it would have been fine. Had he decided but not to look behind it, him, we would have been fine. But if anybody was looking for a flag, it should have been you and your son, correct? Because uh, of flagger experience? Yes. <laughs> well, I was really mad, like really mad about this. Yes, I should have been. I'm like, all the other kids took off. I guess their dads were smart enough to be like, hey, I know you know there's supposed to be a flag, but I'm going to point at it so you really know. Because with five-year-olds, you cannot trust anything. But here's what, here's where this all unravels. Mm-hmm. I watched the GoPro footage. There was no flagger. There was no flag. There's no flag. No, it was the announcer saying, three, two, one, go. Oh. We were not prepared for a three, two, one, go. We were not prepared. For but how come everyone go, else so. was, though? That's the thing. That's the flaw in your everyone else. I'm, I'm got aware it. of that. I'm aware of that. But they are just lucky the 30 minute protest window. Had already closed. Yeah. By the time I analyzed, it was the, footage. Uh, maybe. The, I mean, is it yeah. is it possible that they took everyone else aside and it was perhaps perhaps rigged? Why did your kid rear end a kid at the end of the race? Well, not only did he not know when the race started, I don't think he realized when it ended. <laughs> he just comes flying so in there. Consider, yeah, he just wanted to ride, man. So he was he just is this kept like going. Payback? He, yeah, I think it was Sexton it was Sexton Hampshire thing. Yeah, he rams <laughs> into a kid at the end, crashes. Gets up and then just keeps on riding. And then he's like, when do I go again? And trust me, I wanted to go again back. I was like, please triple crown format this. Give us one more shot at the give start. Give us another shot. Please give us another shot. And I was so angry. My wife also. We're like, we know this doesn't matter. I, I debriefed a bit with Trey Kennard after. He's like, hey, how'd your kid do? I'm like, look, man, I know I shouldn't care. It's an 18-second race. It means nothing. But all I had to do was say, hey, there's the flag. And the whole night would have been different. Like, at least give him a chance. Like, yeah. if you go, um, 
if you watch the video I put up on my Instagram, he's literally last. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he absolutely did, positively last. But he did beat. He did beat Justin Brayton's daughter. Yeah. Well, we. Oh, the Brayton's. The Brayton's had a rough night. <laughs> Brayton's had a rough night. See, I was feeling really good going in because before the night show, uh, uh, Brayton. Uh, Brayton was not even able to be down there because he was a little busy racing. He tells his wife, he's like, tell the Stasic guys, do not have the bike in the highest speed setting. So I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> so when they hand out the bikes, the very first thing I say to the Stasic guys, could you please make sure my son's is in the highest? Crank it. <laughs> yes. Could you please make sure? <laughs> you're, like, uh, you're like the opposite of Barsha. You want you want all the power. Yeah, I want all and, the power. And it's and, but and, we still got a Barsha start. And, and during the morning, though, Tony Lessie came up and said, "Hey, you know, is Honda working on that battery or something?" Oh God, it was great. Right. Yeah, we saw Brayton and I see each other on track walk. Duff had to get in between us. Duff had to be the buff. <laughs> then Tony walks up and he's like, "Hey, you get that fuse, the six fuse that we were talking about?" And, and he's like, "Yeah, I got the Honda guys working on it." Tony's like, "Okay, good." <laughs> and, then, and then somewhere along the line, they're like, so you've been studying it, right? It's just the flag goes at four and a half seconds, right? And it's like, yep, just go at four and a half. And I'm like, ah, God damn. No. Just listen for the trash cans. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, so all this buildup, dude, I cannot yeah. tell you how stressed I was all day trying to get them into the stadium and go to the right place and not be late for this and make sure we don't miss that. Um, this track walk we did, which – the whole thing was amazing. Like it was the most amazing experience you could ever have. And I got to admit, it's a little bit lost on people like us here on the phone because I'm down in the starting gate every week. But if you're a kid or a, or really honestly a dad who, who loves the sport to think that we were down there, we're going to race these electric bikes. And there were kids that I think were three years old and there's McElrath and J Mart and Sexton 10 feet behind us, pulling into their gate, ready to go racing. Yeah, like that's an unbelievable experience that no kid is going to get in almost any sport. Yeah, this is really the most incredible thing, and we had so much fun. Obviously, I'm joking about all this about how much it matters, but doing all that and then literally turning your head backwards as the race is starting, <laughs> I get it, Moto Dads. I get it. I totally get you, it. You missed the start. Missed the start. Bad flagging and missed the start runs in the family. But you yeah. beat Brayton's kid or Bray- Brayton's daughter, so that part was good. But and, yes. and, and also to top this all off, for everybody who needs to know. So before the race, Weege is up in the press box, and his lovely wife is there, and this kid is there. Yeah, there was a, supposed to be another kid, but I don't know. You have two. I found that out, but the other kid wasn't nowhere to be found. I don't know. We didn't for this weekend. We didn't have her. No. Okay. All right. I only had, I only have one kid this week. So at yeah. some point, you come in with a massive thing of nachos and a hot dog for the kid. And I'm just like, oh, like you spent all, like, I can't believe you spent this money. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, but then you didn't time it right. And next thing you know, you had to go down for the, for the race and yeah. the, the hot dog had like two bites out of it. The yeah. nachos had like two nachos. Oh, gone. I saw these nachos. I saw them. They went to waste. Yes. They went to waste. Totally. Yeah. Oh. $10 nachos. Yeah. Oh. So the hot yeah. dog was a couple bites. Nachos yeah, were barely used. You were you're just so rattled. Just all of it. Yeah, you should have saw the efforts I was going into. So uh, we barely made the riders meeting at 4 o'clock. Then the track walk, which was cool, but took a long time. So then I missed the majority of our fly racing radio show. You saw Wyndham down there. Wyndham was hanging out. Yeah, it was really cool. Kevin Wyndham was around. It was really cool to hang out with him for a while. Um, Talking to him about his 
Planet Fitness franchises and how that all how that is all going. Always awesome to see K Dub. And then uh, we make it back. I get to what last five minutes of the Fly Show. Then I got to get the gear. Huge thanks to Max and obviously everybody at Fly Racing. Um, the Fearless Pursuit gear was awesome. So thanks JT and everybody involved. Then we get the gear. Next thing we got to get the gear on. And then I'm like, oh no no no. Most of the teams are probably putting their dinner away. I mean, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So we ran out of time. I had to go to the concession stand. And then by then it was so late, we had to go down to get ready. Yeah, that was almost uh, $30 in concession stand food. Of all places, like the one race where I have my family is the one time I got to use concession stand food. Come on, man. Just the, yeah. the, whole, the whole day. We rattled. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it, it was, was awesome. A, it was... And I, I wish other people could experience this, but... Stasic uh, is still pretty small as a brand. This is not the full KJSC, KTM program, where I think they have full-time staff dedicated to it. They basically wanted to do this twice. They called some parents that they knew because uh, they, they don't have – because the KJSC is what? You go to your dealer. They take thousands of entries. They randomly pick them, it's, et cetera, et cetera. It's odd how a lot of the X-Racers kids get randomly picked, though. That's, that's super odd. It, it is true. That most of the fastest amateurs and sons of famous dads do get to race. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, but this Stasic thing, I've had a lot of people asking, like, we have a Stasic, how do we get in? And I'm like, that's not even what it is. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, I think they basically had three employees running this whole thing, and they were stressed out of their minds. I so bet, the yeah. effort they put in, and we had, just how tight the Supercross show is, they had six minutes between coming out of the tunnel yep. and getting back up. So, yeah, I think at one point the flag thing yeah. just wasn't going to work out, and it was like, hey, we're just going to do it this way. And some reason, out of the 10 kids, uh, nine of them figured it out. <laughs> and one of them was looking behind him, watching, I don't know who it was, packing his gate or <laughs> checking out the rut in front of the gate. Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You just, just chalk it up to the Triple Crown, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had more. I mean, we rode the Stasic uh, every day, I think, for 18 days in a row leading up to this. Uh, just to be looking backwards, when the <laughs> and race then began. and then come in hot after the <laughs> after the finish, come in hot and and hit a kid. I did like the redemption. That was that was a nice. Yeah, match. the good thing was I think my kid got like second from last or something. Yeah, uh, he said he got fourth, so we're good. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're good. He said he got. Yeah, he, he, th- he thinks he got fourth somehow. No, I don't know. He's he's got a job of the AMA waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They're not that good at counting at this age. Maybe right. maybe that's the problem. Nobody just, can prove him wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't use transponder scoring. I just, the emotions of, I, I learned more by screwing this up than I would have learned from if he just rode okay and finished in the middle of the pack or even up front. Like, I learned more of, and I'm sure it's what your dad went through, JT. Like, you take nothing for granted. I'm like, ah, I'll figure it out. I'm just going to stand over here and record it and watch. Um, you, you have to sweat the details, even in an 18 second race. <laughs> And also, I'm not very uh, good at that, in good case n- you guys haven't noticed. The good, the good news is Anton didn't get mugged. He did not? No. He made it. <laughs> should I have put my kid in the younger kid class to be the heaviest? No. But no, I don't think you should have done that. I'm glad you, you got You are it. fine. You just have to actually be paying attention when the gate drops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, clearly, the other dads were good enough to tell well, that, their kid. That's, like, I get what you're saying. There's no flag. I told him about a flag, and there was no flag, and they said there was going to be a flag, and there was nothing. I get but all every that. Other kid it does make it. sense, but every other kid got it. Like so that every that's where I'm I'm kind of out on your theory. Like I'm with you. Yeah, and that's what I said to myself approximately three thousand times over a twenty four hour span. 
How did every other kid know? And mine didn't. <laughs> who, who else could I possibly blame here? You just The Wygants are destined to miss the starts. <laughs> that's it. That's all it boils that's, down to. That's it. Southwick 09, Dallas ah, just, 2010, 2020. They didn't, show, um, they didn't show his sweet bunny hop that he did over um, some, some power cables riding past the starting gate on the big screen. They didn't show any of the good moments. No? No. I no. didn't make it. No, so I the didn't only make thing it. you got. Wow. That I was, really added to the indignity when when all the smoke is cleared and we're done and we're going back to the parking lot. I look and I just see Weege, WTF on that start. And I'm like, no, they saw it. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were we were in this sweet, you know, area of the stadium and I was I was eating some uh, some prime rib or something. But uh, yeah, I still we still watched it. Oh, yes. And we could tell which kid was yours. His jersey was on backwards. So, <laughs> well, I knew it was that, that blue fly kinetic helmet, and then I saw it facing the wrong direction, which I know is a Wygant kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but then the gate dropped <laughs> while his head was turned backwards. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, he's last. Oh God. Then, maybe you know, he was wasn't looking to... back. Yeah, maybe we just had everything on backwards. <laughs> and then I just saw, like, I'm watching the race end, and then I just see him coming in hot and blast somebody, and then they turned away. Yep. Yes. Yep. I was mortified when you guys actually had texted me the entire play-by-play. Thanks to Jerry's gigantic jumbo yeah, yeah, Jumbotron. Thank, thank you, Jerry, for that. <laughs> yeah. Literally last, please go to at Jason Wygant on Instagram and watch everyone take off. And then you hear me yell, Lane, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at that point, I mean, look, these, these are obviously identically prepared bikes. Uh, you're not going to make up any ground in a drag race. Uh, on the exact same machine. So I'm yep. like, that's it. Yeah. We're done. Yep. Yep. That's it. We're, yeah. Except for Brayton's daughter, who was not on the high speed. She was down. Yeah. She was down on power. Yeah. Thank God. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. It was pretty funny hearing uh, Brayton's daughter explain all the owies that her dad was dealing with throughout the day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah she was explaining all the injuries. Owies. A lot of owies for dad. <laughs> so many. Well, and then when, when Brayton fell in, early in the. The, the practice, you're like, oh, he's thinking about the Stasic race. Oh, we oh, got him. Free, he crashed twice in a free practice. Clearly, yeah. clearly rattled. Yep, rattled. Brayden didn't yeah, know what to do. But, but he wasn't even down there, but his daughter knew when the race started. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. Well, just add to the legend of Jason Wygant. That's it. That's all. Well, the only way I can avenge this now, I'm going to change the course of what I planned on doing. We're going all in. We're going to Club MX on Monday. We're starting to pound motos. And uh, we're going to have to become 450 Supercross champ just to avenge this. Yep. Sounds like a good plan. Yep. Yep. Um, We're not even going to do homeschool. We're not even going to do school. Kindergarten next year, (laughs) not even going to do it. We're just not even going to go. Right. Yeah. Homeschool takes too much time. Homeschooling is is also getting in the way. Never mind regular schooling. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. That's it. That's the the great Dallas Supercross Triple Crown, a.k.a. Carnage Cross, a.k.a. Death Cross. So, good God. Hopefully it stays better. Hopefully it gets better this weekend in Atlanta. So, all right. Anything else, JT? I think we covered it. I uh, I only wish that we each could have another shot at this Stasic thing. It was it was actually the highlight of my weekend, to be honest. Yeah, it was, really? It was great. <laughs> last. Last place off the start, looking backwards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. yep. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, Atlanta this weekend. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing for coming on board this thing. Uh, Renthal, Maxis, of course, Race Tech, Alias, CBD, all on board. Uh, Weege, JT, thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. Uh. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.